0: the dad bod rap pod with your hosts damone carter
1: david ma and nate leblanc
2: dad bod rap pod episode 161 my name is Demone carter aka dim one i am joined as always uh by my two broskies Mr. Nate LeBlanc, how's it going, man? Hold up, hold up. This is an audio podcast, but here comes a visual gag. How are you not drinking out the Dead Bod Rap Pod coffee <laughs> cup, bruh? How you drinking coffee, but you're not drinking out of our cup? Please explain.
3: My lemon ginger probiotic tea is in a mug from a coffee shop my wife and i visited while we were on a day trip one time because i have about 40 mugs like that and only one of ours so it's just in the rotation uh but uh, yeah i've been using it I, i definitely use it i like it i've sent a bunch to people and i gave a bunch out to people which was a very good feeling so yeah buy a mug we're almost done we're almost done being mug dealers yeah we're we're
2: we're we're running out unlike Nate I have like one point five mugs, so I'm drinking everything out of a out of a dad bogged mug uh also as you know, we are having the honor and privilege every week of being here with mr david Ma how's it going man
4: yo you guys good good to be here with you Nate Damone, good to see you guys about to get good that mug ahead. life tatted on my chest <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Damn it.
2: Has that been there for like six weeks and I've, you are just the first one picking pick
4: it up? I've been waiting to drop that. for that. I've been waiting for this moment to drop that joke.
2: Damn. All
4: right. It's all about the alley,
2: alley-oop here on the dad bod rap pod. We appreciate everybody tuning in uh, as you do every week. And this week is very interesting. We record on Mondays. Last night in real time, um, there was a little award ceremony and we don't mean the 95 Source Awards, uh, it was the Grammys happened last night. Um, wasn't able to catch the show because um, award shows are super lame. And I don't watch them. But uh, I was curious to kind of wake up this morning and see uh, the winners and losers. Always intriguing to me. We've had a running conversation here on Dead Pod, Rap Pod about the general irrelevance of the Grammys. But this year, they got our hopes up. Why, why did they get our hopes up, Dave?
4: Well, well, I got to say they, they got our hopes up because they actually kind of recognized a dope sort of non-mainstream album, and that would be Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and Alchemist. But as we all know, as we all know now, um, they chose the worst album um, <laughs> made in in um, in this artist's catalog, which is Nasir. So um, happy yeah. to see him. Happy to see him get that Scorsese award, but you know, no, uh, no. no I, the album was trash. The album is is worse than gout. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> Not easy to do, Nate. You've been a you've been a booster for King's Disease. Uh, <laughs> how, how did you feel uh, when you found out that Nas uh, took the Grammy for this album?
3: Unsurprised, I guess. Really? Um, that's that's what they do. Grammys, right. Grammy. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I didn't think. Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist were going to win. It was like a truly, like, it's just, it's an honor just to be nominated kind of deal. Yeah. There were some other, some other decent records that were um, in the Yeah. Like LJ Electronica. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, they they did a better job. And like, I don't know that the Grammy should be like trying to cater to me. You know what I mean? Like, For I'm like sure. a bitter old, uh, you know, nobody wants your real hip hop head. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't represent the listening public, but it is nice to see when it happens.
4: Yeah, I mean that, that's that that's the thing with the Grammys, right? It's like when they make a wrong decision, it's like fuck the Grammys, <laughs> you know. But 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 you know when when Thundercat or Kate Shinada, yeah. uh, you know, t- take Wins. home a, take home a prize, then you're like, okay, okay, you know. Yeah. So it, it's uh... one of
3: those friend of the program uh, past interviewee and coolest guy in the history of the world adrian casada uh yes, all sure. up on the telecast last night black Pumas played and oh. they, like got to like tell their story on a special segment yeah. so like i'm super happy for his success so i think that's just an illustration of what you know dave dave is saying it's like I- i'm happy for them unless someone i know is like you know personally snubbed like it's like it's <laughs> cool to be three awards it means you're in the industry. I'm just, I want anybody to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely,
2: it's worth money, right? At the end of the day, when you're attaching uh, Grammy award-winning. Um, yeah, let's the best rap album category, very interesting this year. Like we said, it kind of got our hopes up in a weird way because of who was recognized. Um, in addition to King's Disease by Nods, there was Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and Alchemist were in Testimony J. Electronica and Royce Five Nines. The allegory, um, and also, do you guys know who D Smoke is? Black Habits by D Smoke.
4: Wait, wasn't it a pot smokes? Uh, um
3: is this pop smoke? Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think he was nominated as well. Uh, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I guess think, I'm looking think at this as a different
3: people. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're different people. Okay. I, okay. okay. They obviously you. don't know who he is. <laughs> and thank you. I'm like, is it that, they getting that
2: obscure? Um, yeah. So, so we're, we're in agreement that Nas was awarded the kind of like lifetime achievement. Um, you know, they hadn't, Obviously, we're not recognizing him uh, during the time when he was dropping his best material. Um, I guess maybe the biggest positive is, is maybe Nas is motivated to make a good album now. I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a, uh, a wig on the pig, as it were. Uh, uh, I have a,
3: an update on D Smoke. He was the f- winner of the Netflix competition show Rhythm and Flow. Oh geez, uh, hosted by Cardi and Chance and someone else. I didn't. Oh I didn't okay, I
2: never watched it.
3: Yeah. Oh man, way
4: off. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting um, that the pop smoke mm. 50 Cent album didn't even get a get nominated. Or is that next year? Like, I never understand how they count the years.
2: <sighs> well, <laughs> they are... they've got um they've got some pot smoke in the best rap performance category, which mm. is always. Weird. It was like, did you lie? I don't know what they mean by performance, but Dior by Pop Smoke uh, is was nominated. As was Nate's favorite single this year, "What's Poppin" by Jack Harlow, Um, where he says, "Just joshing." That's what I like about that song. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, so the Grammys took a little. You know, they took a little trip down, trying to be a little bit relevant. I want to get your take on this, Nate. This is a category that's newish. I think this started last year. um, And it's best melodic rap performance. What say you,
3: Nate, about the category? The Drake Award?
4: where's bone thugs and harmony
3: yeah Yeah, exactly
2: (laughs) give them their lifetime achievement (laughs) god damn it
3: you know Um, it's funny i've heard a lot of people kind of making fun of that and kind of side-eyeing it because i believe anderson pock won mm -hmm. Uh, but i i do think we need to contend with the shift in rap towards i believe damon you call it electro crooning (laughs) yes Uh, Yes. it's it's not really rap ish it's like they're clearly rap beats but like there's there's a new way of rapping that's like i don't know whether you date it back to like t-pain or Mm -hmm. drake or you know most of trap music future like the like what do you what do you call that i would just call it rapping but they wanted to like make room for the fact that it's sort of sung so that's okay i guess yeah, yeah, I
2: think uh, I think it's interesting that they're they're making this kind of distinction almost as a way to appease the, like the real heads of the world to it's be like, like.
3: It's also funny because like Anderson he, Pack is like sangin', and when he he rap, singing and winning. He's singing, right. rapping. He doesn't do the thing I just described at all, which no, is, like, he that doesn't. Is so Grammy. Right.
4: I know, I know. So <laughs> Grammys and not know what they're doing. Yes, except for when they pick the artists we're going for. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, I, I'll here's the the what I'll co-sign: best rap performance. Again, don't know what it means, but I do know that Megan The Stallion should have won it, and she did. So, yeah. whatever best rap performance is for Savage, Megan The Stallion featuring uh, Beyonce uh, was the best rap performance. Best melodic rap: Anderson Pac uh dave i'm not typecasting here i'm just asking <laughs> you how excited on one to ten are you about anderson Pac and bruno mars uh super group
4: okay i was just talking to i was just talking to my partner about this because as soon as it came on like with them in their suits and stuff i'm like oh, mm-hmm. so fucking cheesy but i'm not too mad at the song i gotta say i'm not i'm not terribly okay. mad at the song i think it's a okay good to like 70s soul and yeah, I mean, I'm not too mad at it. I I'm a big fan of Anderson Park. I think he's fucking yeah, very, very talented. Bruno Mars is just a fucking cornball. But, <laughs> ha- but having said that, like I I'm I'm not terribly I'm not terribly mad at this song. So I'm okay. ex- I'm excited to see what they do. Shouts to Park for for getting a Grammy. I mean, I think somebody that's that fu- that much of a fireball of talent should get. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, I I agree, and I'm I'm cautiously. Optimistic uh, about the the Bruno Anderson Puck uh, link up. I think that's some Grammy shit. I think we will see we will see both of them uh, next year on on whatever whatever the Grammys is next year. It's
3: just kind of funny not to call the group like Bruno Pac, or Anderson Mars. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Anderson, missed opportunity. Yeah, totally. What totally.
3: Where are they? They're like the the
2: silky cho- What are they? The socks. Sox- Silk Sonic? Silk, soul. Silk Sonic? Silk Sonic, Silk Sonic. Yeah.
4: Silk Sonic soul. Well, they they did that. The Shaka. Little, they did that little little Richard um, cosplay rendition, <laughs> thing, which was pretty gross. So like like yeah. So just had to throw that in there. Okay, okay.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. So once again, the Grammys don't matter unless you win one or somebody you know has, was nominated. Uh, shout out to uh, Thundercat who. One in a in a category I also didn't know existed, best progressive R and B album. Nudliest where... base. <laughs> Nudliest base. I'm like, is is the progressive album like you have to be for democratic socialism in order right, to like yeah. qualify? Like, what does that mean? What does it
3: mean? Uh, uh, mean? I have a clarification on the Anderson Mars. Uh, it's Silk Sonic. Yeah. Is it Silk Sonic? Okay.
2: Silk Sonic. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought they were coming
3: um, for that Sonic Sonic Sum money. <laughs>
4: well, I got, that, I got I got a root for for um, Bruno Mars because he's probably like the only um, performer that's my height. <laughs> Isn't he Look, like four, four eight or something? Yeah, I mean
2: <laughs> the weekend the weekend is in there. It's short guys are, are killing it right now. It's it's a it's a real renaissance. There for are dozens
3: of us. <laughs> dozens.
2: <laughs> Think that Randy advice? Newman. Um, shout out to the 5-5 five, five guys uh, Yeah Best progressive R&B album Thundercat It is what it is um, I didn't know this was a category But if this is the category Then I agree If this is an actual category Then fine I, I'll, I'll give it up um, Let's see Other notable Kind of rappy R&B things that happened uh, K-Tranada It wasn't R&B It was electric Electronic Ketronada, first Black artist to win in this category. Which is Um, ridiculous.
4: That's insane. Ridiculously insane.
2: But it it reminds me, I thought about when uh, Daedalus came on our program uh, not too long ago. Um, He didn't touch so much on it in the interview, but on the side, he talked a little bit about uh, not defining himself as an electronic artist because it's a little bit... uh, it's not as inclusive of a space Mm. as hip hop was, which is a really interesting thought. It confirms it. I was like, wow, that is amazing. Uh, But shout out to Kate Tronada, Dude, uh, Fly Love won something as well. Uh, I'm not seeing it here, but uh, shout out to everybody who, who won everybody who was nominated. Did you guys. Congratulatory post to like, almost like underground artists. Did you see this? No, what was it? She, so she went on on Instagram because, you know, uh, I follow Cardi. She don't follow me. But Mm -hmm. uh, she had this long message where she's like, you know, everybody wants to concentrate on the Cardi B's of the world. But, you know, shout out to Thundercat and K-Trenada and like all of these, like, you know, I guess they're not underground, but like smaller acts Mm -hmm. than her and that she went out of her way to recognize them, which I thought, uh, which I thought was really nice of, That's
4: dope, that's dope I mean, um, I, you know, in terms of recognition It was good to see that the Grammys Properly um, recognized Prince Marky D As well as MF yeah. Doom For the, um, you know For the celebration of those who, who passed um, okay. But that's Doom cool. was not in all caps, by the way No? Really? It's not, it's, it's the <sighs> Grammys, dog God damn it God they think, damn! It. They think
2: Gout is the best album of the year. I mean, <laughs> God damn it! Um, he made a song about it and everything. All right. Well, we'll we'll take a little bit of of representation uh, in the Grammy sphere. We'll be back next year to kind of roast this shit again. But I'm I'm curious. Do we think, given the albums that were nominated in the best rap album category? Nate LeBlanc, is this a shift? Are we going to see, like, you know, is Rock Marcy going to get lined up for a Grammy in the years to come?
3: I would say I feel a little bit better about that than uh, I did before the <laughs> nominations were announced, maybe. Uh, you know what's okay. interesting about it is I think there's a there's kind of a trend among bigger artists. I think this year it was the weekend that they're not going to allow their music to be submitted for Grammys, mm-hmm. like grievances. So mm-hmm. the more of the old school type of Grammy artists who do that, the more it opens up a lane for like unexpected or maybe, mm. you know, more uh, R-speed artists to be nominated. That's a hopeful way of looking at it. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. P- possibly. Possibly. Dave, is this the, uh, is this the beginning of a, of a newer era? And also second part to this question, pulling in Nate LeBlanc on you. Second part to the question is, is getting interviewed by Dave Ma, a Grammy curse? Will you, <laughs> will <would> that be? <laughs> is it like oh, the man. SI cover, once you get on the cover of Madden, you're gonna blow your ACL.
4: Oh man, I, um, I, I hope that this is the beginning of some sort of, you know, acclaim for artists that don't really get the limelight. I mean, just the fact that Alchemist, who's like, you know, mm. the, one of the most consequential producers of like, of the last decade, you know, it was up for a Grammy. I think says a lot, but I think all it says is that there's a couple people voting in the Grammys who kind of know what's up. But I don't know if their okay. voices—I don't know if their voices are strong enough to uh, overcome things like gout. You know,
5: yeah.
2: Gout's <laughs> <laughs> disease is debilitating, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what? I'll say this for Nas: not only was that a, a legacy win. But it's also, if you want to, if you're in like a mainstream uh, pop listener and you want to seem kind of cool, but you don't know a whole lot, Nas is your guy. You know Nas is supposed to be important on a level that transcends pop music, even if you don't know why. And I had, I remember this because I had a, when I was doing kind of my hip hop, classes and such back in the in the early aughts, um a teacher tried to come up to me and like, yeah, do you listen to (laughs) nays? And like (laughs) it took me like 20 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck did he mean by nays? And he meant Nas. But it's because Nas is supposed to have some cachet of of having important music. Um so I'm not in, I guess, I don't know.
4: You could (laughs) win nays nays. Have you heard I'll mount it? I'll mount it. I I I (laughs) fucked up. I couldn't even even commit to the joke. Um,
2: Oh, man. Uh, Good times, good times. Uh, We still don't give a shit about the Grammys, um, but we may in the future. That's where I'm landing this. We don't care now, but we may care more in the future if this trend um, continues. And I hope it does. Uh, I know that a Grammy nomination or a win. Um, means a lot for a person's music career. Um, And so the more people that could get it, um, you know, uh, the better. And we're we're happy for it.
3: Best melodic alternative in hip-hop podcast. That's the most part. So so
2: here's a question. Will podcasting make it? Comedy's there already. You can get nominated for a comedy album Grammy. Are we going to live to see podcasting Grammys? Nate LeBlanc, our resident podcast expert.
3: I would say so, probably. It's kind of a different thing. I think it's more falls under uh, Emmys for like journalism. You know how there's like daytime Emmys and there's like local daytime Emmys and like, Mm -hmm. you know, Rigo Chacon will be like a 40 time (laughs) Emmy winner. For like his investigative reporting, I think that's that's more where the podcast sphere is okay. Right now. Okay, uh, but I will say this: I I have every, every once a year or so I look around to see if we can get ourselves involved in the uh, uh, you know podcast awards industrial complex, and I still okay. never know how.
2: No, <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> if if, if you guys, I always pick the time of year right when they've just happened because they're like who who year does them? What
4: body? Do they know that we're number 66 in Indonesia? (laughs) (laughs) Do they know? I have to get out a press release on the uh,
3: News ticker wire. Um, There are webbies that. uh, Yeah, that's that's right. Podcasts. And then there are just like podcast industry podcast awards. Potties,
4: I would assume there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Okay. So too fitting. Castos. Okay. I don't know.
2: Okay. (laughs) uh shit if you guys know listeners and listener land if you know of any podcast awards you can nominate us for um please hit us up dad at gmail also nate are we good on beats i feel like we haven't solicited beats in quite a while are we just are we good
3: we're good we can always use some if people have um no tight beats uh no leases discussed no money discussed if you got some weird beats sitting around, some snick snippets and segments, and you want me to listen to them and consider them for the show, just send them to me, dadboughtratpod at gmail. Um, some people still still do and still have, and I've been doing a thing more recently where like I'm using instrumentals from the artist's career and stuff and less oh, okay. of the solicited material, but I'm super open to both still, and it's been an interesting way to get to know people. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm... I'm pleasantly surprised. Sometimes it's really cool and like a super good fit. And sometimes it's like it's Wednesday night and I'm tired and I need to finish up the show. And I'm like, Oh, there's a folder of beats right here. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Can I real quick, can I tell a story about beats beat submissions that I I just recently learned about? So um, I kind of got the bug again to like, I want to start writing to beats and, doing that whole thing again which i've been on kind of hiatus for a couple years of doing that scene of like asking for beats and then writing to them um so i i did one of those like speaking and tweet it into existence type tweets hoping that my producer friends would see this on twitter like hey i'm writing again please send me some stuff i hoping they would see it send me some stuff totally didn't happen but i got like you know I'm sure there's just guys who just search up the term beats and like solicit stuff, right? Beep on farms, beat farmers, right? Farmers so Dwight like <laughs> damn it, you beat me. Uh, <laughs> so I got a bunch of people who commented on the on the post, just kind of random producer cats, and then somebody else sought me out on Instagram. It wow. was like, hey, I got a beat pack for you. I was like, okay, great, that's that's fantastic. Send it over. Why did this dude send me six hundred beats? Like legit, Jesus. like what legit six hundred.
4: Was he a doctor from Compton? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have detox. I have the
2: whole shit now. Um,
3: wow, It was, lot, dude. Wow, wow,
2: it was a lot. Wow. Like, I, it's a Google folder within a folder within a folder within a folder. So I'm kind of clicking through them and checking them out, and you know, I'll, I'll say this: not my not my cup of tea, uh, definitely more kind of trap pop trap leaning. Um, but I was just staggered by the sheer volume number of beats and that this is the approach. So I guess you just give 600 beats to somebody and it's like, if they use it, is this, is this leasing? Is it like, if I end up using it, I got to pay this person. Like I, I don't understand the hustle totally. But wow. I think it's something think like about
3: that. my friends who are so precious about their beats and like, so like, never mm-hmm. want to send anyone beats. And it's like, dude, just send it. What, who knows what's going <laughs> to happen, but I don't make beats. I don't receive beats. I guess I do in this yeah. specific context you just mentioned, but like, I don't know how the game works. I've, I've seen the weirdest numbers. There's been like people who wanted hundreds of dollars. There's been people who wanted $15. I'm mm-hmm. like, for what? What does my $15 <laughs> buy me? Like, I, I don't even understand what we're talking about. Like when he enters the conversation with the kind of thing I'm dealing with, it's like, I just, I, I check out. Like, no, that's, that's it. That's not what we're doing here.
2: Yeah. but okay. also
3: I'm like one of those people who never wants to do anything for exposure. And here I am.
2: Doing begging, be, yeah. Begging uh, artists for exposure. No, I, I, I feel like um, the beat game has changed, obviously, very radically since the last time I was, out shopping for beats. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really interesting. Number one, that the person had created this body of work um, and the shits are really similar. Don't get me wrong. It's not mm. 600, you know, wildly different beats. They're all about the same. But to I admire the work ethic. To me, it felt like the guy who would sell CDs out in front of Togo's, wow. like just doing that shit. Like I'm out here, it's the hustle. So, um, so I appreciated
4: it. So when can we expect your melodic singing trap song? Uh.
2: My progressive R&B melodic rap single will be coming out uh, in about 12 months after I parse through all these beats.
3: The tightest thing that could Uh, possibly happen is you wrote 600 songs and sent them back to me. That'd be
4: amazing.
2: Part of me was like, I kind of feel like I have to do it now.
3: Um,
2: I'm probably going to have to quit podcasting and kind of go full time. Uh, But anyway... So we we here at the Dad Pod Rap Pod again encourage you to send in beats. We encourage you to try to win a Grammy, uh, and also you know nominate us for a Grammy. I'm I'm going to go podcasting enters the Grammys within the next three to five years uh, when Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen have one.
3: That means it's going
2: mainstream. They'll start. It's it. only a matter They'll start of time it
3: for that. You're you're right. Yeah,
2: yeah. But um, anyway. We appreciate your time and interest in this riveting conversation about the Grammys. We are the Dad Bod Rap Pod and coming up in just a bit, we will have another fly interview for you right here. Dad Bod Rap Pod. <laughs> Dad bod rap pod. We're back. If you enjoyed this podcast, as I'm sure you do, because why else would you have clicked it? We have more content for y'all. We are in a partnership with a new app called Stereo, which is an app that lets you listen and participate in conversations with folks from around the world. We have our own stereo program where two of the three hosts every Monday at 7 30 PM PST get on stereo, talk our shit. We have a uh, kind of different topics than we cover on the show, but it's always a good time. So definitely download the stereo app. Uh, check us out. Dad bod rap pod, 7:30 on Monday nights uh, for the next five or so weeks. You can, you can catch us on stereo. Um, and if we forty somethings can download a new app and actually put content on there, so can you, Dead listeners. Um, and with that, we also have uh, more conversation here. An interview coming up with two gentlemen who, hmm, how should I say, uh, very peculiar and interesting projects. One of the weirder things that I've I've heard this year. Uh, Big fans of the program and also have a new record out called Gandhi Loves Children. Um, So and it's and it's as weird and stark as that title would suggest. Uh, We were lucky to catch up with New Jersey's own Fat Boy Sharif and Roper Williams. Here is our interview, Dad Bod Rat Pod. All right dad bod rap pod we are back with another dope interview joining us in zoom from new jersey we have producer roper williams rapper fat boy sharif they have a new project out called gandhi loves children welcome to the program gentlemen Girl. <laughs> what's up, y'all? we should we should start with applause nobody's ever applauded coming in and I, I like i like the vibes there you
1: um, gotta set the party off right
2: you feel me that's what's up okay so um I'll, I'll have this first question uh for you sharif um listen to the project today uh i really want to know like what are you going with the title "Gandhi Loves Children"? And I listened to to some of the joints. What kind of reaction are you going for uh, from from listeners? Because I definitely had an immediate reaction. Like, oh, oh shit, he <laughs> says some wild shit right now. Like, this is this is pretty wild. Is, is that what you're going for? Is it a shock value thing? Like, like take us kind of inside your your thought process around uh, writing this record and and just you know spitting generally.
1: Nah, for this particular record that we just was kind of like building on it probably like an hour ago, we were saying like within probably the past three to five years in the world, it's kind of like been the craziest time ever from the COVID situation to the the financial woes going around to the a lot of the situations coming out from the uh, – me Too movement, uh, police brutality and everything I was going on in the summer with the um, protests and all of that. So kind of basically like it's crazy because these songs probably are like, probably, it took probably like two years to put the album together. And just listening to it, we wanted to just kind of give a microscope for now. It's kind of like those uh, timepiece albums where it's kind of like, all right, if you wasn't alive in 1988 when crack was booming, you might not full you might not know the full power of fear of a black planet. Like, but you mm. you you might hear other people talking about it and you might listen to it like, yo, I feel like I'm there. So we kind of wanted to have it where it's like if you hear this album 2025, 2030, you could be like, yo, in the year 2020, shit was crazy with other, like the world literally was like in the in its most craziest place ever. And it could get fucking worse. Who knows? As crazy as shit is shit is out here like so that's kind of basically like was the overall process overall just creating a canvas and the an experience that's just gonna be forever talked about that's
3: awesome go um oh, go ahead dave sorry i missed oh i no no you go
1: <laughs>
4: um roper let me let me toss the question out to you man um you know i've uh i've seen that you've worked with navy blue and pink sifu and um you know i really like the production on the new album um and this word is way overused but it's cinematic um I like I'm getting very strong like John Carpenter vibes from it um can you let the people know sort of who you are and your working process and and what equipment
0: do you use um I use Ableton okay pretty much I mean I started I started on NPCs for like years and then I just switched to Ableton it makes everything easier pretty much but um it just I I pretty much makes it based off the motion of what I like, what I'm going through, and the person I'm working with, or who I want to be working with, or you know what I'm saying, and just based off of voices too. So it's like Fatboy's voice is so crazy. The shit he's saying is so crazy that if it's not, if it if it's if it's not cinematic, it's like it's almost a waste. Like sometimes, you know what I'm
1: saying. Right. To certain
0: people, if it's simple, if it they don't, it, they're not even best on uh, cinematic shit. You know what I'm saying. It, it's person to person. Sure, it,
1: it, And that's crazy, like, because again, like, going back to uh, what, what you was asking earlier, like, a lot of the darkness and the cinematicness from the lyrics came from just, like, the canvas he created, because mm. th- th- that was the dope thing about the album. Like, we kind of literally, it was literally homegrown, where we would link, go to the vinyl spot, get the record, sit in the studio <laughs> for a few days make the songs, tweak them. Um, the song might be done. I'll be like, yo, I'll give it to him. Yo, do your producer shit. So <laughs> he might send it back with different uh samples and here and then. that's kind of like what we was going for, even like just the writing process, like it's it's always been like important to me like on a writer level to just kind of like do something that I haven't heard somebody do or mm-hmm. take take it to a level where it's, it can be really examined. Like, for example, like you were saying about like going for the shock value and like the dark lyrics. To me, it's never that on my end, like, it's more just like real life analyzation that a lot of people sometimes might, might ignore. Because again, like to me, I'll say that if the album is dark, we live in a world where people eat their kids and set them on fire, like literally. Like, <laughs> you might watch the news and see 10 different horror stories that's real life shit. So to me, it's kind of just like, are imitating life in some or sometime in reverse.
3: That's a good lead into what I wanted to ask you Sharif. Like this is the, this is an impression that I had when I first listened to the record when it dropped last year and I've been listening to it again to kind of prep. And I really like the record. I think what you guys are doing is really different. I think it, it has Thank its you, own bro. kind of collective, um, it's, it's just unique and I, I really enjoy it, but I have to be in a certain kind of state of mind to listen to it. And it's because of what I'm going to say to you right now, you, you approach some of the verses in a way that I've never heard anyone rap quite like this before. Basically, you're just kind of listing unpleasant things and some of them rhyme and some of them don't. And that's not really a question, but I've just, since I listened to the record, I just wanted to say that to you is like, I've never heard anyone do that before. And like, I get what you're doing, it's a cool way to approach a song. But if you, if you abstracted it from the hip hop process, you are just kind of going through what you just said and saying, like, these are things that happen that are terrible, essentially, right?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's dope. It's ill too. Cause like with my writing is I always like kind of growing up, like when I first started writing, like I was heavy into poetry and like as I started writing, like in my early years, like fourth or fifth grade, I always wanted my writing style to be kind of more of like, more of like a movie director or like maybe like a painter more than like an actual musician. Because like a lot of my like biggest creative influences is not even like music stuff. It's uh, certain comic books or like David Lynch movies and Stanley Kubrick movies and shit like that where you got to like watch it from like a certain Standpoint to even fully get it. Like you might see a scene ten times, and the thirtieth time you're like, "Oh shit, yo!" You see the thing on the, you see the uh, you see the color of the floor is red when he's upset. That shit is crazy because right. when she was crying, the color on the wall was yellow. It's like like super like attention to detail type shit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Right on. So kind of speaking, you speak the you you spoke on some of your kind of non rapper influences but like who are who are the rappers that influenced you coming up and are they like is it is there a a a local bias like are you are you uh were you tuned into a lot of the the rappers from New Jersey or like what were your kind of hip-hop influences Sharif growing up uh
1: I would say for me I always been like heavy with just like certain type of wording and just like Certain word. Y'all still see us? Like, yeah, you I'm you. here.
2: I'm here.
1: Sorry, oh no, you're good, you're good, you're good, Just like <laughs> to me, I am always real like tedious or just like the written word, as they said. So like, like coming up, like a lot of my big influences still to this day is uh people like Rizza, um Cool Keith, um um on the on the West Coast, uh out there in the West Coast, uh Safir um tech nine but like early tech nine like absolute power angelic tech 9. tech still dope but like his other his older shit was like real ill like just from like a creative standpoint of like yo i never heard this ri- i never heard this man like this i never heard this written like this like and i just wanted to kind of to take that just make my own version of that and like the most like you said the most original way that i never heard it done before and people Enjoy it and love you. It. So, it's a blessing. <laughs> right on, man. Um,
4: Roper, um, next I want to, you know, uh, give the mic to you for a little bit. Uh, we heard some of Sharif's influences. Can you let us in on the your production heroes and sort of, you know, who you think of when you think of somebody molding your style?
0: Uh, it's different, like eras of, of like. Molding, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like Dilla, uh, and Mad Lib, like Kanye, but then Pete Rock, Premiere, uh, uh, DJ Babu. I used to bump a lot, like, uh, there's just so, I mean, there's so many, like, uh, Exile, like, Exile is crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh Alchemist, uh, you know what I'm saying? The roots as a group. Uh I don't know. It's, it's like it's kind of all over the place. High tech, but I can't even think now. Like there's other random producers in it too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, Ayatollah. I used to got have like multiple Ayatollah uh albums on vinyl. Black milk, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like Hell oh, yeah! All of the Grizzies. <laughs> I love that era of uh, uh, shit. Oh yeah, there's nice. a lot
3: of people. Um, I have a question for both of you, and it is, I'll set it up a little. Like there, there are so few groups anymore, and it's like something we talk about sometimes. Is like, why aren't there groups anymore? And like, you guys seem like a group to me. Did you consider having a group name and like a group presentation? for the thing, it's kind of billed to you each separately. Have, have you talked about that or is that something you thought about or considered?
1: No, it's funny you said that. Like literally when we was like putting the project together, we was going for that. Cause we were saying like, we literally want to make it like where God, You Loves Children is like a a, a landmark, like a, a, a brand. Like, you you can love Fat Boy Sharif, you love Roper Williams separately, but it's kind of like Gangstar when we together, Gandhi Loves Children is, you know, you're okay.
5: going
1: to get something that you didn't hear before in a, in a way you never heard it before. So definitely for sure.
3: Okay. So you do consider it a group and the group is Gandhi Loves Children. And this is like the self-titled first project from the group. Not to get yeah, all semantic, but,
1: but that's just what I do. No, no, no. <laughs> the, next, the, next pro- the next project won't be called Gandhi Loves Children, bro. Okay. We, like we kind of, emb- we want to embody every project as its own Okay. Standard brand, but it's us with us too. Also,
0: okay. we, we had both done like group stuff prior to us starting this tape. I see. So kind of just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we weren't like itching to be in a group like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it yeah. really is a duo. Like, when we, you know what I'm saying? But you
3: know. I do, but that's why I asked. You know what I mean? It feels like a cohesive unit is why. And like, I just was wondering if you guys considered it, but you you fully answered. I understand, but I appreciate
1: yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. cool. And I, I I tell you this, the Gandhi Love Children is great, but we basically got our next two projects done already. Wow, wow. crazy, <laughs> dope, man! Nice. We're looking forward
4: to it. We're looking <laughs> yeah. forward to it.
5: Definitely,
4: yeah. uh, Sharif, I got a question for you. I think, you know, like most rappers, I mean, unless you come out the gate swinging, I feel like it t- it takes you a couple projects to sort of find your voice and approach. But I was I was checking out Eight Twin. Um, I believe it's a twenty eighteen release oh, yeah. and uh tracks like breaking noose and cloud atlas i feel like are very much you of of what i think of when i think of you can you just just for the people who don't know talk a little bit about that project project and sort of you know um your mind state going into that and how maybe you've grown as a rapper from that project to this
1: uh yeah definitely for sure and i appreciate you uh definitely checking that out that's definitely that's some of my uh favorite uh that was a big project for me because dope, dope. before I that, I was, yeah, thank you so much. Before that, I was uh, doing. I was in a group. Shout out to my brother, Sidetrack Imperial Age of Extinction. We put out a dope project. I think 2017. I want to say, mm. and we was doing that, pushing that for a minute. And again, when we met, we was both solo artists too. So mm. he was doing his solo. I was doing my solo thing, and we kind of put it together. Like, yo, let's do this. Age of Extinction thing and when it came into H1, I was like alright this is going to be the uh, debut EP let me kind of make it my own, my own entity where it's kind of like alright you hear it and a lot of the process is kind of like it was just going for something that I wasn't hearing from other within the uh, underground scene at the time from maybe uh, sonically production wise and like a writing level, and again, it's a shorter project, kind of like how Gandhi Love Children is. Mm. I think 8 is probably like 22 minutes to like 23 minutes or <laughs> something like that. Mm. And I kind of wanted to just have it be as hard-hitting as possible. I'm like, I don't want to do 16 songs. I don't feel like remembering all of that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the Like, But I'm like, if I could do 9, 10, 11 hard-hitting songs, some would a hook some without a hook some a minute some might be three minutes but a, a bar can't be wasted it gotta and it fully has to people have to get the full experience of it from top to bottom from even doing little stuff like you said breaking news like the uh sermental example i put at the end the um the interviewer intro and the outro like i kind of wanted that to be again like one big body of work that you can Listen to and just taking in like on a cinematic level, so. Dope, dope. That's
2: Thank what's you. up. That's what's up. Uh, so you, you're both of y'all uh, created this work. Obviously, we're in a time where you can't tour and do those type of things to promote a project. Um, what what kind of what kind of plans do you have, or what are your thoughts about how you get the music heard? I'm always interested in, in dope groups that are coming out and like, is that something that you think about when you're putting the music together? Do you have like visions? And this is for either of y'all to answer both um, of how you get how you get the music in front of people in, in a time where there's just so much shit coming out all the time?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, definitely. Like, we well, like we both have music that it, like we could put out right now. We, have, we, we both probably have five albums we could put out if we wanted to, but it's just, <laughs> You got to, we want to present in a certain way. We want it to mean a certain thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, yeah, I, I definitely think so.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Is there, I definitely agree with you on that. Cause, like, to, to me, the biggest thing with like how we say, one of the biggest things for me is the rollout. I always say that, like, and to me, like, a lot of people really don't, they don't do the, they don't examine a rollout as much as they could. Cause like he said, like the next two projects is done. And I literally said, you probably won't hear anything from it till probably like later next year, just cause certain things when they get made, like, like with Gandhi Loves Children, when we made the uh, track Smithsonian, I made it and I told him like, yo, this is going to be the single. We're going to do the video. we going to like, I literally like see things in my head when I'm sleeping at night and I'll just call them like, yo, it's going to be like this, 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 and this but it's not going to happen for like nine months. So before that, we're going to have to do this. like, And he'll do the same thing. He'll hit me up. Yo, I think this is sound dope over with this. If we do like, so it's kind of just like, it's being tedious patient, but knowing like when it finally gets unveiled, it's going to, it's going to do what it's supposed to do.
0: I, I'll say this too. The bad boy will, he'll do all that shit he just said, but like, He'll literally remember everything he told you six months, nine months later, and be like, "Yeah, we doing that. Remember I told you?" Like, a, lot people, a lot of people do that, but most people will forget it. Like he really remembers it. Like it's like Jesus Christ, I forgot, but let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome, um, Sharif. I have a question, and I wrote it before I met you.
3: Keep in mind, okay. Um, um, I <laughs> I, ha- I had this thing when I was listening to the record I- of like you in the booth, and I feel like you really like perform the lyrics. Like you're not reciting a rhyme. Mm -hmm. You're like embodying the, what is being said. And so I guess I have like two ways we could take this either. Like one, given all the dark subject matter, does that like linger with you or two, like, are, it's almost more like acting kind of like you're, you're in there. And now that I've met you, it makes more sense. This is you. Like you're just a voluble, your big personality guy but like can you tell us a little bit about like your performance in the booth and like how you approach rapping in that way
1: well yeah definitely for sure um i think it all comes down to like to me two of my favorite aspects of just overall music is the performance and the recording process so like to me again like Going with the whole, just overall, like, embodying the experience of the music, giving it a sound, a spirit. I always looked at um, a lot of stuff, like a lot of rock music that I came up listening to, like uh, Iggy Pop and, like, stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, it sounds dope. Like, it's like, you can, you ever heard something? you like, damn, it sounds dope, but I'm not really feeling it, like. Every day. It's not really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. So like I always I always do I always like to just break it down where it's kind of like uh and he'll laugh about it sometime, but I might record a verse and I'll be like, yo, I'ma do seven ad lib tracks because this word vo- this particular word don't sound good with this voice tone. Mm-hmm. But that like the actual verse would be dope. But it's kind of I'm, I'm a real like weirdly uh scientific with it. Like, yo, what if I said uh she can't let go, but if I was like, she can't let go, but like in the main
0: vocal, it sounds different. Than nah, she can't. <laughs> I, I've seen him, I've seen him, some, uh, we were in the studio, somebody was trying to record their verse and it just wasn't coming out right, and they're like, yo, it's not coming out right, and he was like, yo, trust me, I got you. And like, when he started rapping his verse, he started tickling him. Like, <laughs> but the, the verse came out perfect. That was the take, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it really worked. I'm like, what the fuck? Now nah, I told you that kid, that started from um
1: me and Sabrino was in the studio one night and his energy was down. So he's like, yo, he was like, he was like this voice, he was like, this verse is crazy. He was like, I'm tired or whatever. So I'm just so I'm just like, yo, I'm like, I got you. So I started tickling in the stomach and he was like rapping and shit. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm about to tickle your stomach the whole verse. I'm like, I'm telling you, bro. I'm like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it starts from the stomach, bro. Like. It's good. For <laughs> it's, going, it's going to come out the way you want it. Like it's it's some weird. Like I got weird different techniques of rec- uh, recording and oh, performance. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Didn't do it oh yeah, even like at, at, it's funny because like the studio he got. It's kind of like a spot where it's different studio. So like I said, I'll do the eight ad lib track thing, but I'll do one where it's like literally the mic would be in the studio and I'll be across the hallway, but I'll just scream the verse like and it like travel through like. <laughs> whole building and on the on on the record I'm like yo that shit is perfect that's the only
3: that's so interesting because I would would have assumed it was less technical and more like from within I'm actually really glad to hear you're like producing your vocals like you're you're like painstakingly finding the exact right delivery for each line that's fascinating to me to be honest with you.
1: Thank you. Yeah it it, it's 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 um It's definitely
0: something that I um definitely love to do a like, lot. He's and- like he's a recording artist. Like that's the that, that's a, like that he's the, the art of recording. He's su- like super good at. That's, and
1: uh, vice versa, Roper's the same way. Like he'll like it's an instrumental on the album called Zavenstein and <laughs> he uh put um you can
3: I'm really curious about this. I had a question about this. Like, how do you decide what snippet, what interlude to put in? Like, if you guys have a little thing about it, I'd love to hear it.
0: I love that beat. That ties into what I was telling you before about he'll, he'll say something to you and nine months later, he'll, he'll be like, yeah, we're still doing that. The Zavenstein beat. That's a beat from like that beat is from like near when I was in high school. Like he probably told me like five years ago, like, yo, I'm going to use that when we do an album like, and it's just going to be an And I'm like, all right, like, you know what I'm saying? And then it really, and everyone, everyone likes that. I'm like, you know how old that that beat is to me? Like that beat, like, I don't know. It's just so old to me. So weird. But yeah, that's definitely, uh, like that. We have my, we have my little nephew on that, uh, singing. Nah, just talking, (laughs) mumbling.
1: No, you were saying, um, when we picked the samples and stuff, you said, uh, my bad you were saying is that more of like something that we planned or is it more just like a natural like all right we're gonna sample this sample that
3: oh no I was just curious how that interlude beat ended up on the album like I was just like it's so it's such it's it's different in the right way it sets a different tone in that little thing and I always assumed that when people had interludes like Pete Rock famously had more beats than he could use, right? So he'd throw these amazing beats on just as interludes. And I, I was thinking that was like where where it came from to hear that it's something old and that you guys are such good friends that you've been like talking about this for years is like, it, it's all kind of fascinating to me. So I'm glad
0: to hear the story. But yeah, it's also Devil, Thank you. Like you are saying, like the sure. beat, the way the drums are and stuff, the way it's set up, it kind of fills like certain voids in the album. It's also like kind of the brightest moment. Okay. <laughs> it's also like a child like theme sample. So it makes sense with that whole thing. It's like super, it just made sense. I don't know.
4: Well, fellas, um, you know, as we sort of, as we sort of uh, wrap everything up here, you guys briefly mentioned that you have like a couple albums, materials, material albums worth of material um, to drop. Can you let us know like kind of what to expect from that and you know, what your headspace was going into these,
0: upcoming projects that we're about to hear it's going to be different than GLC for sure like oh yeah it's definitely not like we're not doing GLC too at all okay so that's definitely I mean I don't know what he wants to say
5: me um,
1: personally I, 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 I I'm personally I love them more than kind of GLC just because okay. when we took it with the subject matter and it's I, I'll tell you this uh the second one out of the two that we're going to drop is very personal like yeah, like top to bottom from I'm touching on a lot of family issues and a lot of just stuff that goes on within like the black community that people ignore. Like so I definitely can't wait for that particular project, but the next one is definitely gonna be some 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 something something memorable for sure. We were just listening to it like two days ago, adding stuff to certain stuff and editing certain stuff. So yeah, I definitely will be hearing that. Soon sooner than later.
2: Dope, man. <laughs> yeah, well, we really appreciate uh both of y'all coming on. Roper Williams, Fat Boy Sharif, Gandhi Loves Children is out right now, wherever you get your music jollies. We appreciate y'all, and you know, we we should definitely bro rap again when your when your new shit drops. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Much yeah. love to y'all, bro. And salute. I know y'all just had y'all uh, 150th episode. Uh, past this past year, so thank That's you, it. thank you, thank you, guys.
3: Appreciate you both. That's thank you, guys. All right, take care, Appreciate fellas.
1: You. Yeah.
2: Dad bod rat pod. That was our conversation with fat boy, Sharif and Roper Williams. Uh, It occurred to me, not while listening to it so much, but during the interview, um, definitely cool Keith energy, like weird and jarring, almost for the sake of being weird and jarring, jarring, but it was interesting to hear fat boy Sharif talk about. It's not about shock value um that there's there's an emphasis and a technique there so definitely uh enjoyed talking to both of them uh nate i think it was you that hit me to this project um what what kind of struck you about it the uh gandhi loves children like why why did you bring that to the group chat
3: yeah, it's just it, it's so Unique. It's just like last year. There were a couple like right now in hip hop, especially in the stuff we like. There's a couple of different lanes, right? You have like your kind of poetic um, sensibility, true school cats. You have your rock marcy, beatless. And these are wild generalizations, but you guys know what I'm saying. Kind of street stuff. You have your producer led one off street rapper kind of projects, and then. You have this, and then you have like your art rap, chaotic, whatever, Arm and Hammer world, right? And then there was this record that just didn't fit any of that. But the Mm rapping is really good. The production's really good. And it's just, it just like came out of nowhere. Um, It's just so interesting to me um, to stumble upon something that I had a bunch of kind of vague reference points for. Like, it's a little bit horror core. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit cool Keith. Especially in like a Doctor Octagon, it's a little bit um, kind of like um, I don't have. Have any of you guys ever seen that movie? American movie. It's about that guy yes. in like small town Wisconsin trying to I make love a that horror movie. film. Me too. It it had that kind of vibe, like of uh, like uh, this could only happen in America. These are like original mm-hmm. people characters. So. I I wanted to meet them. I wanted to see what their deal was. And I have to say, uh, Sharif has so much energy and charisma. Totally. And like vision yeah. that I, I wasn't necessarily giving him credit for before we spoke. So it was really cool to catch up with them. And I, I like the record and I was kind of surprised you guys liked the record. I, <laughs> I bring things to the table often and some of them get, they don't get picked up. And this was one that kind of took a life of its own in the group chat. And I'm glad it did.
4: Yeah, totally. You were the one who who hit me to the record too. And, you know, sort of like you, I was like, man, kind of cool, Keith, you know, nightmarish rhymes, you know, desolate backdrops. Um, he's kind of shambolic in, in in how he, in his approach. And it made me go back and check out Sharif's uh, other work, um, eight twins, mm-hmm. another album. Um, I, I don't know who did the production on that, but it's a little bit more straightforward. Um, but it's good. I mean, I think Sharif is very talented. Um, shout out to him. It was really good to see his IG today. I think he was filming um, a music video and homeboy Sandman was there. So yeah, it's oh. good to see, see the sort of, um, localized support and, um, I'm Stoke. stoked. I'm stoked to see what these guys do next. I'm also terrified to see what they do next. You know yeah, I, I was mean? gonna say, say <laughs> it's
2: it's it's a little bit scary. Um, I say this in the best way possible. It gave me the same vibes of hearing early Odd Future mm, when yeah, when yeah. people were when they were just poking you to poke you and be like, what what'd you say? Ah. Um, so I I I definitely enjoyed it on that level. Shout out to uh, Roper Williams. I think his production. Um, meets uh, Fatboy Sharif in a really interesting place. Um, and yeah, it came together on that record. It was interesting to hear that they got more stuff in the can uh, that they're going to come with. So, you know, keep an eye out for them. I definitely feel like uh, on our podcast, we, you know, I'll pat ourselves on the back. We do a good job of, of talking to legends, up-and-coming folks, uh, people who are doing things right now. Uh, so it was cool to have both of them come on and you know we we see big things in the future for both Fat Boy Sharif and Roper Williams. But that's why you come to the Dad Bod rap pod. we We got you on a weekly basis with all the fly content. Uh, Nate, you and Dave are gonna be on stereo tonight. Nate, what is stereo besides uh, left and right? Like what is this what is the stereo
3: app? <laughs> Sony or Iowa, black or white, we're fitting all (laughs) stereotypes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Stereo is an app. It's a conversation app kind of based on party line concept, but brought into uh, the app-based age. You can make an avatar of yourself. You can Mm -hmm. join rooms um, that are kind of curated or hosted, or you can just jump on there and get paired with um, Patrice an 89 year old Jamaican lady who's Dave's best friend (laughs) Yeah, from when we were fooling around with it from a couple of months ago. Um, But yeah, it's just um, what it is, is it's a kind of, it's a social network. It's a place where people come together and speak to each other. So our time there has been very interesting. I'm learning a lot. And it's another avenue for us and for some other podcasts to kind of connect with um, listeners and people who may or may not be familiar with what we do already. So we're there to talk about hip-hop. Like, we, we live to talk about hip-hop and other kinds of music. If you guys ever meet us in real life, you'll see we have thoughts <laughs> on lots of other things, too. But this is a hip-hop show, and we're, we're here to talk about music, culture, art of hip-hop music that we're all obsessed with so that's what we do over there Mondays 7 30 and it's it's fun yeah it's
2: it's it's a good time uh and it's <laughs> it's a new app a new experience it's all about conversation uh with with really with all kinds of people and there's the interesting function where you can actually talk back uh send small recording messages to the folks having your conversation so Uh, We encourage you to check us out on Stereo Mondays at 7.30. Um, And, you know, we'll we'll keep bringing the dad bod vibes to that space. Um, Another thing we've been doing every week is this new bit we call Question of the Week, where we solicit our Twitter timeline. We throw out a question and, and get takes from folks on our timeline um, and this week's question was related to the Grammys uh, that we talked about at the top of the show. The question was, uh, if you were in charge, who would win a Grammy and why? Um, Answer is not terribly surprising, but, you know, we want to shout out our folks on the timeline. That's at Pod on Twitter. Uh, Brandon Hill at Hoopla Hill says, Alchemist got snubbed hard in the producer category multiple top tier bodies of his own work and abundant prolific placements outside of that here here we concur uh hopefully this is a new direction for the grammys and uh uncle al will get his due at some time probably 20 years later for his worst project but at (laughs) some point uh we hope that uncle al is recognized um pop a large big shot on the east side uh, at AJ underscore MMA kid, either Royce or, or Freddie slash Alchemist. Why? Because I didn't care about the other albums. Fair enough. Nor, nor did I, um, Louis Seidel chimed in at Louis Seidel Alchemist and Gibbs or Royce for best rap album, but I'm happy for Nas and hip boy Doja Cat got snubbed. A lot. Little Baby didn't win after a powerful performance. The baby and Roddy Rich both walked away empty handed. The same folks from MTV BT slash Grammys are part of the corporate machine. Burn it down now. Also, give Alchemist a Grammy. Um, last one from my personal favorite fan of the program, Paddington Four. The man, the myth, the legend—the only teenager that listens to our show—and it's just an amazing guy. Mess with for Paddington on Instagram. He does a weekly um, live mix. Uh, super interesting. I everybody should go check it out. He says rap Ferrera and the Jeff- Jefferson Park Boys, Serengeti, Saw Rock, Open Mike Eagle, Billy Woods, Elucid, Nappy The Lasso and so many, many more, but the only true award show is The Daddies, name's still still a work in progress. Uh, Thank you, Paddington, we appreciate you rocking with the program. Uh, Dave Ma, where can people connect with us on Instagram?
4: Instagram is at dadbodratpod. Um, You can see um, graphics of our previous guests, sometimes our upcoming guests, or shows that we're working on, and um, we also it also uh, provides a peek into Nate's uh, record collection. So that's always great to see.
2: Yeah, Nate will be flexing on you uh, with Cheesecake Shots near his, uh, his record collection. And you know, we do new episodes every Thursday. You can depend on us for at least like 50-ish weeks a year. We are the Dad Bod Rap Pod. <laughs>